Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. It is going. Happy Friday to you. Hello, Stevie. It is still Friday. It has been Friday for so long, but here we are, nonetheless. Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Once again, today's star date is started 325910.9. And we're discussing, well, Listen, we're going to talk about Lower Decks, but we should probably also discuss Star Trek, Dave. We must. But we're discussing Lower Decks Season 2, Episode 5, An Embarrassment of Duplers. I really enjoyed this episode. We got back to business in this episode. We did. Oh, it was fun. Back to dupler business. Uh, Let's run it down. Let's do that. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? Oh, yes. Let's run it down. Okay, listen, don't get too excited. But the credits come right up front. There's no cold open. It's it's the it's the credit sequence. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes, mm. usually there's a cold open. But when I see the credits up front, I know this is going to be a big, like a big story app. There's no, mm-hmm. like, just sort of, like, jokey stuff up top. Uh, and it does not fail to deliver. So on the Cerritos, it is uh, started 58053.9. And they've been ferrying uh, a Dupler ambassador uh, to uh, Starbase 25. Why? Because uh, they're going there for a command conference. The Dupler uh, is a race of of humanoids who involuntarily duplicate themselves mm-hmm. as an emotional response uh, when they're feeling uh, defensive or sad or angry or something like that. So everyone is being super careful, super careful around the Dupler. And we zoom in on the like command staff. They're having dinner. It's Ransom and Freeman and Shax and Tiana. And uh, also this Dupler ambassador, whom I think is voiced. But once again, I did not look this up, but it sounded like Richard Kind. I'm going to go with actor Richard Kind. And uh, they're just very carefully trying to make sure everything is hunky-dory and fine. Uh, I think the Dupler ambassador actually drops a chopstick or fork or something like that. And then everyone throws their forks on the floor and like, ha, 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 it's great. We love to drop forks on the floor. And the Dupler ambassador is like, thank you for taking care of me all week. Uh, I'm going to head to my quarters as we'll soon be arriving at Starbase 5. As soon as he leaves, they all breathe a sigh of relief. And they're super excited that they're going to this command conference as well. Because, A, it's one of the biggest parties, uh, one of the biggest after parties in the conference. Like, I guess, in Starfleet, where people really cut loose and go crazy and get drunk. And the Cerritos will be the only California-class ship at this conference. Uh because of their their uh, role in the Paclid battle. Uh, so they're very excited. 
and uh, Captain Freeman is is looking forward to uh, rubbing shoulders, elbows. I forget how the phrase goes. Rubbing, rubbing shoulders. Shoulders with other elite Starfleet captains. Meanwhile, Mariner and Boimler are doing what Lower Decks people do. They are stacking crates in storage bays, and they finish that, and they have to go on to do some more crates and some other storage bays. And they're upset that they're going to miss the crazy, super cool party. And Boimler's uh, reminiscing about how the Titan would be going and how the Titan was great and how the water tasted better and everything. And he mentions that, like, well, he had to leave and his transporter clumps there. And that gives Mariner an idea. Mariner's like, hey, the Titan's halfway across the galaxy, but they'd be allowed to go to this party. If you pose as your transporter clone, maybe we can get in. Uh, and that starts the wheels turning. Meanwhile, Rutherford and Tendi are in the mess, and they're they're building a like a miniature model of the Cerritos. Apparently, something they worked on for uh, Rutherford's unfortunate memory loss accident. Uh, and they find a weird message on one of the pieces. It says "Field Distortion Amplifier 88." It's got three squiggly lines. They're like, "Hmm, what's that about?" Anyway, back on the bridge. They get to Starbase 25, they haven't docked yet, they're speaking to an admiral or someone in the command center on the base, and they're like, and they ask Freeman, you know, how did it go? And the captain's like, oh yeah, it's been terrible. This week has been super bad. She speaks freely about how awkward the Dupler ambassador is and how much they've had to be on their best behavior. Little does she know that the Dupler is there. Right behind Has just her. walked onto the bridge. It's, He's behind you. It's a British thing. Pantomime. He's right behind me, isn't he? And that causes the Dupler to uh, ambassador to uh, experience an emotional uh, stress. Uh, it immediately duplicates into two, then duplicates into four. Dupler Kates. Dupler Kates. That's Duplicate. I had to put on the closed captioning to make sure they were saying Dupler Kate. Oh, they did. Uh, mm-hmm. They really went for it with that joke. It's a very dumb pun, but I thought it was funny. And so the Cerritos is not allowed to dock until they get the Dupler under control because apparently, you know, it can overrun a station. I've written my notes on paper. I'm moving the paper. And I will try to throw it at the end of this program, probably unsuccessfully. Uh, Marin is getting ready for the party. And uh, they take advantage of this whole Dupler situation because Freeman has to lock down the whole ship until they can get the, and they're like, tell everyone to be cool with the duplers and don't be mean and don't look directly at them and don't say anything that would make them upset. And so they choose to use this chaos to transport directly to Starbase 25. They're in their fancy command whites for a party. It's very nice. Uh, Mariner used to live there, of course, because Mariner has a very storied past that no one knows anything about. And they are immediately trailed by a hooded person who says, quote, remember Becky Mariner? She's back. Uh, so they dip into a shop and they are confronted by a former associate of Mariner's, a one Malvis, who has a blaster. And he says to Mariner, it's a typical, it's a super Star Wars standoff. He has a blaster mm. and he says, I should kill you for what you did to me on set of Alpy 4. <laughs> you stranded me. Uh, and Boimler's like, oh yeah, Mariner, she stranded me too. She stranded me twice. And then Malvis and Boimler mm. hit it off. Yeah. And Mariner's like, I didn't strand you. And he's like, no, you did strand me. And she goes, Oh yeah, you're probably right. It's strange. Yeah, yeah. She's she strands people. That's what that's what Mariner does. As is discussed later in the episode. They really are working through a lot of their um, the, mm. the, the friendship mm. dynamics this season. Uh anyway, they managed to sort of calm things down. Mar- Malvis says he can get them into the Starfleet party. We'll tell them where it is. 
if they do him a little favor, just move some crates into storage for him. Womp womp. Uh, and what is in the crates? Boimler is is savvy enough to ask. It's just Captain Data, Commander Data bubble bath bottles, but Commander Data bubble bath bottles. Uh, so they're like, okay, I guess we can do that. Rutherford and Tendi are finding more messages scribbled on their the pieces of their miniature, which they apparently have never been able to put together. They're trying to finish, and Rutherford's getting a little frustrated because. He feels like he should be able to put together this model of the Cerritos. Shax comes into the mess and he tells them that everyone has to clear out. This is going to be for Doppler holding. The place is immediately overrun by a Doppler. Oh my God. Dupler. Dupler Dupler holding. And the place is immediately overrun by Dupler. (laughs) Dupler ambassador duplicates. Duplicates. I don't know. Uh, I wrote Dupler's still duplicating. So Rutherford and Tendi run into a turbo lift and the the model shocks Rutherford and it's kind of broken. So it's like a model, but it also has electricity and power. It so it's like a and literally it has its own a mini, little warp yeah, core. Works. It's got a warp core and, and EPS conduits mm. and a deflector dish. Uh, and Tendi's like, you should just throw that away. Let's just go. But he like, he's like, he really wants to finish. So he's holding on to it as they're trying to run through these crowds of duplers. Uh, Mariner and Boimler are moving the boxes and Mariner is telling her how upset she is about Boimler having stranded her on the Cerritos when he went to the Titan. And they're kind of getting into it. And then they get pulled over by station security. And they dis- and they call Malvis. And Malvis goes, oh, no, they won't do anything about the, the bubble bath. But they may do something about the Klingon disruptors I've hidden underneath the bubble bath. Uh, so Mariner says, hey, security is crooked on Starbase 25. Let's give it a chase. They're terrible drivers. Thus begins a crash through most of the station. Casino, barbershop, casino, barbershop, men's clothing. And along the promenade, there's a whole thing with people crashing into stuff. It's a total shark car chase. Mariner goes in reverse. She crashes through an aquarium. She drives up the stairs. They go through a Vulcan ship. Mm. It's bonkers. Rutherford and Tendi, meanwhile, sur- surrounded by Doppler's. Can I just interject? But the, one of the things that I loved about that scene, and yes, it's like, it's almost the sort of classic mall, like driving through a mall scene. But yes, the thing exactly. that I loved about it was um, Boimler's very girlish scream that they they, they, they oh, made yeah. him do like three he times. Screamed. It was hilarious. I'm sure he wasted his voice that day screaming. Yeah. Uh, all those takes of screams. I, c- I couldn't even imagine doing that. Uh, I was I'm like, if I was truly terrified, yeah. and the nerd in me was like, "How did they record that without it like clipping?" But that's neither here nor there. I'm sure they. they I'm sure they know all about how to record screaming. Uh, so yes, Rutherford and Tendi surrounded by Duplers. Uh, they're in like one of the bays. He drops the model, but Rutherford goes back for it because he feels like if he can't fix the model, then he's not as good as his former self, and he's a person who fixes starships. And that calls his identity into question, and he feels like he's competing with himself. Ooh. Meanwhile, Mariner and Boimler are still on their crazy chase, go into crash through the glass enclosure of the aviary. They're still being chased by one car. They've shaken the other two. They they jump into an old lake in order to save some guy, like a groundskeeper who's raking leaves. Uh, and they manage to lose security that way. And when they resurface, Mariner extorts the party information from Malvis. Otherwise, she'll let security know about his disruptors. He tells them the party's in Ballroom Alpha, where it always is. Uh, when they get there, Boimler, as you know, 
masquerading as his transporter twin is able to get into the party, but the party is Luna class ships or above. And so Mariner is not able to go in. This upsets Mariner. She says, Boy, we should abandon her. She's still mad about Titan. They fight. Boy, says, you abandoned me. You've never been a good friend. He man, he goes to the party and uh, he gets there and realizes how out of place he is with all the upper crowd. They, they make the, the captains and first officers there at the party seem like really upper crust sort of uh, like patrician style people. And so the party's like very fancy and Boromir feels very out of place. Rutherford and Tendi are on top of like one of the shuttles being surrounded by a, a, a place that's literally being filled with uh, uh, the duplers. And Tendi reminds Rutherford that they actually never finished making the model before. They just enjoyed making it and they tried not to finish it because the longer they worked on it, the more people left them alone. It was just the thing they did to have peace and quiet and have a good time. There is an access tube above them, but it's been shut down for a long time. And so they eject the warp core into the access tube, which causes a tiny, 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 tiny explosion, but enough to open up the access tube and for them to escape. Mariner, meanwhile, is drinking alone at a dive bar on Starbase 25, and Boimus shows up, apologizes for leaving for the Titan. He didn't want Mariner to talk him out of it, and he says the party was no fun without Mariner because there was no one there to make fun of all the, uh, the stuffy, upper-crusty people there. The bridge is still being overrun by duplers, and Captain Freeman has had enough of it, and so she berates one of them, and when she berates uh, one or two of them, I guess, they recombine. And she realizes, aha, when you insult them, when they get angry, instead of duplicating, they implicate. They recombine. And so she sends the thing out to the whole ship and says, everyone start yelling at these duplers and get them to recombine. And it works. And Freeman's like, great, let's get to this party. And so they throw on their whites and they go over to Starbase 25 to go to this after party. Meanwhile, uh, Boimler and Mariner find out that the little dive bar, crappy little place on on the promenade that they're hanging out at, was also a place where in 2060-something, that's a quote, (laughs) uh, Spock and Kirk hung out there when they weren't able to get into the after party before they were big time. Uh, And so Mariner and, and Boimler are like, you know what, it's pretty cool to hang out at this bar where Kirk and Spock hung out, and we don't have to go hang out at the stupid party. Meanwhile, predictably... Freeman and her command staff are not able to get into the party because they are California class. When they call out to the people in the party to help them get past the door person, they are summarily ignored. They're not on the list. Mariner, uh, Mariner, Captain Freeman, Mariner's mother, tries to give like a a Star Star Trek style Federation speech. This is my crew and we fought in the Pakland Wars and you will not keep us from this party. But it doesn't work. And they find themselves on the promenade as well. And then Mariner comes over and invites them to join them at the Kirk and Spock bar. Uh, And so that works. And the Dupler ambassador comes by to thank uh, Captain Freeman for helping him unduplicate and asks if there's anything to do uh, for her. And she says, you know, there is something you can do. And she has him transported directly into the elite party where he immediately bumps into somebody and starts duplicating. And I can only imagine it all hell breaks loose. Uh, at the very end, Rutherford and Tendi are at the bar with everyone else from Cerritos just hanging out. And Tendi gives him a new model that they can work on together 
of dun, 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 Deep Space Nine. Uh, and, oh, yes, there was a running argument throughout the episode, uh, Mariner and Boimler, who would be the captain and who would be the number one. Mariner says it's force of personality, therefore Boimler has to be her number one because she has more of the personality. And uh, in, a, in a jovial mother-daughter moment, Catherine Freeman agrees and says, yeah, mm-hmm, I've seen it happen. That's how it is. Uh, Called a personality. And so Mariner crows that Boimler will be her number one. And the very final scene we see in the bar, there was once etched Kirk and Spock. And next to their names is also Mariner and Boimler. Mm-hmm. The end of an episode called An Embarrassment of Duplers. That was pretty solid Star Trek. It was really solid Star Trek. I loved, like, they just came up with this original idea for the most part. I mean, yeah, it kind of was like Tribble based, yeah. Trouble with Tribbles, an embarrassment of Duplers. True. And Dupler and Tribble obviously are meant to be somewhere. But giving the Tribble slash Dupler the personality, mm-hmm. you know, that's someone you. I didn't, you know what? Yeah. It's so stupid. I didn't even think about the Tribbles, but you're. Absolutely right. That's exactly what it is. That was, yeah. They're definitely, yes. I thought, well, I should have saved that for Easter eggs. I would have finally have had an Easter egg. Mm, good God. job. Well, you win some, you lose some. I, I can never find the Easter eggs when I need them the most on Easter. Uh, yeah, no, I thought this was cool. And I liked uh, that, yeah, they used the dupler to create like sort of like an inciting incident. But it really was a moment for Mariner and Boimler to sort of solidify their friendship and also for Tendi and Rutherford to solidify their friendship. Uh, and I thought it was great. They, you know, the four, we didn't see the foursome all together in this one. There wasn't like a crazy, there was no like threat of life or anything, a danger to the ship really, except for the Duplers, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. I thought this was good, good rollick and fun. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I think it's the best episode this season today, but we are now halfway through season two yeah. of Star Trek Lower Decks. Five episodes remain. Five uh, episodes remain. Only five episodes remain. Uh, Your okay. voice is so good for that. You could make money off that shit. It really is. It's better when I've been singing and haven't gotten enough sleep. Uh, so uh, <laughs> let's see. Should we go to the next uh, 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 Easter egg time? Yeah. Uh, you have to sing. <laughs> I imagine it's a John Tesh thing. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Aki Maurice here at Nesk, and we're going directly to Stevie Mads in the field for our Easter egg roundup. Stevie, what have you got for us today? Well, hello, Aki. Hello. It's good to be here. Good to be here. I don't know why I always do that, but that's so. That's great. Hello, Aki. Hello. hello it's going to be here. Do um, <laughs> you know, there were quite a few, and I'll run through some of the little ones first because there's one that I really cool. want to discuss. So, when they were doing the mall chase, the, did you notice the bar? There was a bar called the Lucky Ferengi. I did. I saw. I thought yes. that was quite cute. The data bubble bath thing, I loved. I thought that was super cute. Mm-hmm. And I was almost wondering mm-hmm. if they would call it like a fistful of bubble bath or something. Like a fistful mm. of. I don't know. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice at the end when they were talking about the party and who the DJ was? Uh, I I almost made note of that. Why? Who? What? Because it's like something. Now I've forgotten what it was. It was a Kona. So do you remember the, the roguish, charming, 
handsome man. Yes. Yes. Arcona. Yes, totally. So it was him. Yes. They were like, oh, he's DJing, blah, blah, blah. And then made some sort of joke about it. And then and right. I think Freeman was like, of course he's DJing. Um, yeah. So that I thought was a, a fun little throwback. Yes. Um, the, and obviously the trip, the triple slash dupler thing. Triple dupler. Triple dupler. Now, the big thing, and this is almost like canon. So this, I, this, there's discussion about the Spock, Kirk missing year. So obviously right. this is Spock and Kirk who had been, you know, not let into a, a party. So this was obviously pre their legendary status days. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when I think Kirk starts his, you know, when we were introduced to Kirk, we're one year into their mission. So there's this sort of missing first year, if you like. And so there's right. this chat that it could be this sort of disgraced year. And I think in Discovery, there was um, reference to, you know, a period where Spock was disgraced for a few years. And it was right. roughly around that time period. So we're wondering if we're not sure what they did or why they were disgraced, but we're wondering if it was during this period and that's, you know, when they were off disgracing themselves at bars. Well, not doing that, but you know what I mean? Well, I don't want to leap ahead, but you know, Star Trek day, we have some big news. So that kind of ties into that uh, possible Mm. storyline. Say more. I missed it. I have yet to catch up. Well, it's not, it's not, uh, yes, because it was super late because it was on mm. the West Coast, but I watched it all again in a hotel room. No, they just, they premiered the, like, the cast of uh, Strange New Worlds, kind of talked about how it's going to be. And of note was that Lieutenant Uhura was cadet, is introduced as cadet Uhura. So they're kind of like making sure that the timeline mm-hmm. fits with the growth of these characters. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. They did not give a release date for Strange New Worlds, but they did, mm-hmm. and no trailer, mm-hmm. but they did show mm-hmm. the cast and some like photos and like images of them, images, uh, like clips of them working at their consoles and stuff, and like horror with the earpiece in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But very exciting stuff. Anyway, yeah, the lost year. The lost mm-hmm. year. I wonder if Kirk's going to be in Strange New Worlds. Is what I'm saying. There might be a handoff eventually. I'm wondering if Kirk's going to be in Strange New Worlds as kind of like a, you know, like a, just a, a do like a rake, like still not quite having his stuff together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I wonder if he's even, I wonder what they're going to make of that whole timeline and whether he, for instance, he could still be at the Academy just now, or he's not even in Starfleet yet. Cause Spock is obviously a lot older. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, and also is going to live for years and years and years. So, Yeah. Yeah. But if they had Uhura as a cadet, this is why it was so interesting for super nerds because you're like, okay, Uhura's a cadet. How long does she does it take for her to go to from cadet to lieutenant? And then how long thereafter is Kirk captain of the Enterprise? So if she's a cadet, then Kirk is probably an ensign somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. Can she be on the Starship if she's a cadet? I thought you were like in training at Starfleet Academy. <laughs> I mean, Wesley. Young Wesley was a cadet. Well, he was an acting cadet, and he was old now. He's acting ensign, but when he was a cadet, that was that wasn't that sort of at the time when he was in Starfleet Academy, and then he came back to only decide that he didn't want to be in Starfleet. Well, but it was like a full season. He was there as a cadet yeah. on the on the uh, not on the was he on the driving the driver's side of the <laughs> of the starship. Uh, I feel like he was on the not driver's side. He was there for many of, and then he would like go back for tests 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He was like in the yeah. field as a cadet. And then, yes, he meets a traveler and decides he wants to become a intertemporal, interspatial entity. Like, cute. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, we sorry, we went off on one there. We really went. Were there Surmising. any more Easter eggs? Easter no, eggs. that's all I had. It was just lots of little things here and there. Well, lovely. This was rather fun. So. That's all uh, That's all I have for you here, Aki, on uh, the set of Star Trek Lower Decks. It's back to you in the studio. Thank you very much, Stevie. And now we go on to our next segment, Quotable Moments. Quotable Moments. Quotable Moments. There weren't a ton in this for me because there was a lot of action. Mm. However, I very much enjoyed, uh, what is it? Soon, Dupler Duty will be a thing of the past. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm going to say that a lot in real life. And uh, there was another one that I wrote down. Oh, yes. I don't know if this is going to be stepping on one that you would have picked out. But at the very end, when uh, Captain Freeman agrees with Mariner that like it's force of personality and that Boimler would be your number one, Mariner says, Boimler's my number one now. Now he has to grow a beard. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, nice little yes. beard reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have that very many. I think they were, I just enjoyed the camaraderie of the Dupler and Freeman just getting grumpy about it. I liked, yes, that she was like, you know what? I'm done dealing with this. I'm going to yell at these Duplers. And, and it worked. Oh, um, and the bleep. We had a bleep. Oh, we had, we didn't, yeah, we had a bleep from her. And then we had a thing from Dr. Tiana when she's berating the Duplers oh, that was all bleeps. Yes. It was just bleep, bleep central. Well, you can't sing bleep. You got to go get the off of my ship. That's fine. <laughs> I'll edit that better. <laughs> it's better this way. Uh, okay. Well, those are the quotes that I had. Let's go to next time. Next time on Set Phasers. Excellent. Well, next time we're going to discuss episode six of season two of Lower Decks, but I do feel like it's worth to mention that one big announcement that did come at uh, Star Trek Day this past week was that season Mm. four, count them, four of Star Trek Discovery is coming out November 18th, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. November 18th. We're getting a new season of Star Trek Discovery. They were very tight-lipped about spoilers, so we don't know what all is going to happen, but very exciting. So stay tuned to Set Phasers. We will be figuring out what Discovery has in store for us in the near future. Uh, yes? Yes, we will. And we'll also be figuring out what we're going to do between Lower Decks finishing and Discovery starting. We will. Maybe we'll do the new the new movies. We'll do the watch-alongs we of the new watch-alongs movies. watch-alongs of the new movies. The Chris Pines. New movies. There's only three of us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if you've enjoyed the program, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, Please continue to listen to us and recommend us to your friends. And uh, you can find new episodes and other episodes of this every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts from. Podcasts. 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 Wonderful. And of course, if you want to follow us, you can do so. We are at Set Phases and at Set Phases Podcasts on all platforms. Hashtag meme game. Meme game strong. strong. And if you'd like to support us in our continuing mission to find out whatever Star Trek has in store for us, and there's oh so much of it, 
uh, you can you can support us. We can take <laughs> it by going to patreon.com slash set <laughs> by going to by going to <laughs> patreon.com slash set phasers and supporting us there. Uh, you'll enjoy all of the things that we do uh, there. With all of the things. And uh, oh, I made buttons. I need to oh, send buttons. buttons to our we need to let people know buttons. that buttons are, are available. With our little faces on them. Whose faces? Our faces. Your face. Our faces. Face. On our buttons. Faces. On buttons. That's absolutely mortifying. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, well, I made her wear one. I put a button on her, her jacket. Yes, <laughs> operative word, made. <laughs> mm, made. She's proud. Although she did take it off at one point. I think she She's, was going to yes. visit friends. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very proud. Anyway, where was I going with the story? Yes, buttons and Patreons and Netflix watch parties and all sorts of things that you can get when you become a Patreon of ours. 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 Sounds like ours. Yes, of ours. Of ours. Anyway, uh, well, until next time, I am Stevie Mans. And I am duplicating all over the place. And this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. End program. Wake. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent.